Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. A station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics. Right here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ujvala Radio, a show dedicated to love and passion, and the power they have to transform our lives. Now, find a comfortable place to sit, relax, and enjoy the show. And now, here's Terry and Robin. Terry Power, and you are listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And I am joined tonight, as as every amazing night in my life, uh, by my <laughs> best friend, my partner, my lover, my wife, my beautiful woman. Hi, Robin. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? Ah, doing pretty good. Yeah, I can't complain. I mean. You know, every every day with you is a wonderful day, so uh, <laughs> I love you so much. You're so funny. Yes, folks, he really is like this. <laughs> so uh yeah, I mean it's I, I mean it, it's just it is what it is. It's all you know, life is interesting and uh you know, what is it we teach that if you uh uh if you, you know, if we we talk about detachment and and not being um, not being attached, and you know the Eastern concepts of karma versus the Western is all about releasing attachment, and people think that that's about being attached to things or people or stuff like that. And to a degree, it is, but it's more about being attached to the outcome of a of a of an action. So if you do the best you can, you do the the right things, and just let it go then you're going to have a, a happier life in general. Just, you know, that's like true. a poster in Perry, you know, poster in Perry's room says, you know, it's Buddha sitting there and, you know, meditated post you know, position. And it says, let that shit go. You know? Yep. And 
there you are. So anyway, um, all is good. I'm excited about tonight's show and talking about food and, uh, you know, and, and well-being. You know, we, we've been talking for, you know, a, a couple of months now after we've come back to the air, and we've been talking about, you know, food and, you know, and, and, and we talked a lot about food before, you know, in, in the, the previous incarnation of this show uh, and our time on the air together. And we talked a lot about food and getting closer to our food and how it's healthier. But you're going to be talking tonight about uh, getting in touch with our bodies and uh, getting away from our our cravings and our and I don't mean cravings, but our 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 comfort foods. You know, all oh, that feels good, but that's maybe not the best thing. And there's other foods that you can eat that will make you actually feel better without feeling all that comfort and, and weighed down kind of thing. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what you've got to say about all of this. And I hope I didn't screw it up too bad when I just said that. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I have a lot to, uh, we have a lot to talk about this evening. Um, and I, what I want to do is I want to take a look at Ayurveda and, and the kinds of food, the diet. And it, when I say diet, I don't mean, you know, like the keto diet. What I'm saying is this is the type of food um, you should be eating in your diet. Um, so when I refer, when I say Ayurvedic diet, it's not a specific diet like the keto or the high, you know, low carb diet or high, high meat, pro, high protein diet. That's not what we're talking about. Um, so there's going to be a lot of information um, and I just want you to have a better working understanding of what an, an Ayurvedic diet entails and how to apply it in your life so that you can feed your family and share it with your friends and basically make everybody healthier. Uh, Ayurveda is such a wonderful experiential science, um, and it offers us a world of connection to Mother Nature like nothing else out there. Today we're going to expand on the lessons that we've talked about, and we're going to go over some of the material we've talked a little bit about in the past, but we're going to start to dive deep into um, how this food exactly works in your body uh, and how it resonates with your individual dosha, your individual elemental, you know, predominant elements in your body um, and how it affects not only your physical body, but also your mood and your emotions and everything else that goes along with it. I mean, if you suffer from depression or chronic fatigue um, or, or lots of other, uh, you know, anxiety, uh, all of those kinds of things can be affected by the food that you eat. And we're going to explain why that is. So we're, we're going to talk about um, intention and how energy affects the foods that you eat or how the foods that you eat affect your energy, vice versa. So we're going to learn about that energy that, it, that lives in our foods, that live energy. And I've mentioned this before on the show. Uh, it's called prana, P-R-A-N-A. Uh, and prana is the energy, that the living energy in the, inside the food that we eat. And that is how, and, 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 and the food that we eat and that living energy is what helps to affect our health, our physical health, and our mental health, our state of mind. And what you should take away from this episode tonight is how to recognize the perfect foods 
that your body wants you to eat, not what your mind is telling you to eat. Your mind may be saying, yeah, eat those chocolate chip cookies. They're really yummy. But your body... Yeah, but your body is saying what I really need is a couple of glasses of water because I'm dehydrated. What my body is saying is I would really prefer a piece of fruit with some nutrients uh, that I'm that I'm lacking, or a piece of meat with with more iron, or or you know whatever it is that your body is telling you to eat. And sometimes our body will create cravings. You know, a really common one is a craving for ice cream which is not a craving for ice cream, really. What it is is a craving for a glass of water. Um, or people who chew ice, you know, crunch, crunch. You've probably heard them in restaurants. That's not a craving to chew ice. That usually is an iron deficiency. Um, so if you chronically chew ice, get your iron checked. Uh, so you know, these are these are things that our bodies will sometimes send us cues that we're com- completely not thinking it is what it is. So tonight I'm gonna I ask Terry to put together a very short meditation that you guys can use to kind of listen to your body and set aside what your mind is telling you. What did we talk about a couple of weeks ago? The the um, the crimes of the mind. You know, the mind telling you. Hey, have those chocolate chip cookies. Hey, you know, let's uh, let's not go for a walk. Let's just sit at the, in front of the TV and veg and eat more chocolate chip cookies. This is the kind of stuff that the mind, you know, because it wants different things than the body wants, um, will tell you to will tell you to do. And if you always listen to the mind, you, it may not be either your best course of action. And the idea is to have that mind body connection so that the mind and the body are actually communicating and the, and the mind isn't isolated. Because as we discussed before, if you're, you're not listening to your body and there's not a good connection between the body and the mind and, and you being conscious of what's happening in your body, um, the, uh, the body has no way to communicate with you other than creating disease. And this is what a lot of disease comes from, is from people ignoring the simple cues that your body has been sending you for a long time. Do this, do this. You know, if you're thirsty, drink, drink. If you are tired, sleep. If you're, you know, and, and, we, and we all do it. We all ignore those cues from our body telling us what we need. So what we're going to learn is how to recognize and balance our digestion, and in turn, improving all aspects of our health and well-being using nothing but our intuition, listening to those signs uh, that, you know, that our body is giving us, and the signs that the universe is leaving for us. I know every single person out there has had one of those moments where it was like too coincidental that something happened to them that, that was just at the right moment that they were needing it or, or looking for it, and poof, it just occurs and just happens. Well, your body is doing that too, and the universe is trying to tell you, you know, hey, you need to do this, but we just need to listen. We don't listen often enough. And I love teaching these concepts because they are so beneficial. And even though they're, you know, they vary from person to person, they're still very simple and useful, uh, not to mention they can have a dramatic effect on your physical health and on your mental health. And um, that effect can happen almost immediately once you start doing these things consistently, consistently. So the Aviuretic way of eating is completely unique. And in Aviureta, we recognize the uniqueness 
of your body, the uniqueness of your habits, the uniqueness of your particular needs and your nutritional requirements. Because everybody, every person, a single individual, what they need are, are, is unique from the person next to them. Uh, so one person's poison might be for another person exactly what they need and vice versa. You know, one, pe- one person might need to eat a lot of fresh greens and another person's body wouldn't handle that. Their digestion wouldn't handle all that, that fresh kale and that fresh spinach. So everybody is different. And this is why I tell people, you know, when you look at diets like the keto diet or the, the high protein, low carb diet, Diets are not for everybody, and just because your best friend lost 50 pounds on, you know, high-protein, low-carb diet doesn't mean it's going to work for you because you're a different person. So Ayurvedic teaches us um, that what a wonderful nutritional superfood, healthy, for one person may not be so great or and even harmful for another person. Uh, likewise, um, it's it's it, well I should uh, I should say it's just a matter of discovering which foods for your unique body are best. So uh, discovering those very unique signposts that the universe is already sending to you to discover what those perfect foods are for you and your unique body. And my bet is that your intuition and your body has already been trying to tell you these things. Um, but modern science may have misled you along the way. Ayurveda teaches us that the key. No. Yeah, I know. Ayurveda teaches so us that the key. To... That. Exactly, exactly. So the key to perfect health is not the foods that we ingest, but instead how we digest the food that we eat. So that old saying, you know, you are what you eat, it truly, be, it truly should mean is you are what you digest. Because some things that we eat, just, we, our body determines we don't need that, it passes right through us, and it's just a waste of energy, really, when you think about it. And so what you want to do when you're eating food is you want to eat food that your body is going to go, oh, yeah, I need that, and it's going to process that in a simple way, and the energetics of it are going to just, like, fit right into your digestive system. And, you know, think about it like uh, Legos, you know, the Legos fit together, but you always get maybe like that one piece that doesn't want to fit. And what do you do with it? You wind up stray in the box. Um, so that's exactly what your body does with nutrients. It, it, you eat and, you know, the, your intestines grab the nutrients that it needs and everything else goes through. So... By listening to the universe and to your body, and there definitely is a aspect of the divine or the universe or however you want to phrase that uh, when it comes to something as simple as eating, because our bodies all contain the spark of the divine, yes? So when we eat, we're feeding that divine spark as well. So we have to be mindful of that. You know, people often say, oh, my, your body is a temple. Well, our body is a temple because we contain the spark of the divine. We forget to hear what's behind some of these, you know, little, you know, common, um, what would you call that, Terry? Thank you. <laughs> Aphorisms. Uh, so we forget to, to examine them and think what's behind that. Um, 
So by listening to the universe when it comes to our diet and the foods that we eat, we can bring digestion to its best. And it begins to heal our bodies and our minds from the inside out. And I want you to pay special attention to this. An aviuretic diet allows you to heal your soul, to connect deeply and intimately to Mother Nature. And all you need to do is tune into your intuition and the very clear signs that the universe and your body are already giving to you. Think about that. We need to tune into Mother Nature and listen to our bodies and listen to that divine voice telling us what we should be doing. You know, and it's kind of like I know for some people, oh, my mom told me I should, you know, clean my room and I don't want to clean my room because she told me to. I want to do something else. I'll clean my room another day when she's not bothering me about it so much just because we don't like being told what to do. And some of us are like that, those, those you know, resistant children, resistant teenagers. We don't want to do what we know we should do because, gosh, you know, I have no control now. I can't control my body. I can't control what I eat even. I have to acquiesce to this voice that's telling me what I ought to do. Yeah, but the voice is coming from inside of us. That voice is our bodies talking to us. It's not mm-hmm. some, you know, it's not some outside force. It's not some parent. It's our body saying, this is what I need. And right. you, know, you so, were talking earlier about the, you know, the, the crimes against good sense mm-hmm. that we were talking about last week. We know what's good for us. And, and if we listen to our bodies, then we're going to know what's good for us to eat, not just what, mm-hmm. you know, like you said earlier, you know, yeah, I mean, I could sit down with a, with a, you know, I can personally sit down and kill a family-sized bag of potato chips. I will, I will tell you, my weakness is um, the uh, it's either sour cream and onion or <laughs> barbecue ruffles. Hmm. I know you're not a big Lay's fan, but I can hmm. sit down and kill a family-sized bag of ruffles with, and 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 then go, oh, what the hell have I done? So, you know, our mind isn't saying what my body's, you know, my body's going to say, hey, what are you doing, dummy? And I'm mm-hmm. going to feel bad about it uh, because of it. And it's a crime against good, good sense, you know, because I know better. So, you know, what was it? Our, our herbology teacher says that, you know, all disease comes from crimes against good sense mm-hmm. or good judgment. Right. So one of the things I was going to say is if we're listening to that divine voice and we're resisting it, what does that say about how we feel about ourselves inside? Does it mean that our self-esteem is not what it should be or our self-worth? Were we taught that it was okay to not treat ourselves very well? Because, you know, if somebody was treating our friend that way, let's say they were asking for, a glass of orange juice, but instead they were giving them soda all the time, or they were asking for, you know, a salad and they were giving them junk food, Chef Boyardee in a can or something all the time. We would be like, oh, that's kind of like food abuse. You're not feeding your kid healthily or you're not feeding your spouse healthily. You're feeding them nothing but junk when they're asking you for good stuff. We wouldn't do that. We would think that's terrible. What a horrible person. You've got to feed people. Exactly. But we're treating ourselves that way every single day. So 
I know that's a weird way of looking at it, uh, but I hope that somewhere, somewhere, somebody out there just went, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. my hope. So yeah, changing changing the world one oh at a time. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's my whole goal, right? So some of you may it's find right. if you leave the, if you leave if you leave our shows going, hmm, then we've done our job. Exactly. That's, you know, uh, we just want you to leave your question and mm-hmm. and then tune in next week and and we'll share we'll share what we're learning and hopefully it will leave you going. Hmm. Okay, that's something to think about. Then <laughs> an open mind is an open mind is a wonderful thing, and and, and our jobs are complete. So there mm-hmm. we are. Uh, so you know, some of you may find that the universe has been whispering little things to you about, you know, drink more water. Maybe you shouldn't eat that bowl of ice cream. You know, whatever it is, you know, it's going to make your stomach upset well, later. That whole bag of chips. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so out of your Veda teaches us how to listen to the universe, to that voice, that divine voice. And sometimes the universe actually hasn't really just been whispering. It's been screaming. Um, so let's learn to listen. And this is where I was going to have Terry do a quick meditation for us. So, Terry, here you go. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Uh, Let's go ahead and start by finding a position where we can sit on whatever surface we're sitting, uh, wherever we're reclining or however, however your position, find a place where you can sit for about five minutes without moving and close your eyes. Listen to my voice. And as, as I'm talking, you can keep settling in and find that position. I'm moving my shoulders around myself and stretching. Now let's take a deep breath into our nose. Hold it for a second. And let it out. Another deep breath, bigger than the last. Hold it for two seconds. Ah. Now a third breath, even deeper than the one before that. Hold it for three seconds. And let it out. Now continue to breathe deeply and easily. Relax your body, fill your thinking mind, and just listen. Become aware of your digestive system, the engine that fuels your body. Food comes in, it's broken down, the nutrients are taken, and those nutrients are fed out to all parts of the body. See the nutrients moving from your digestive system out into your body. See them as they move down your legs, into your feet and toes. See the messages coming back to listen to them. Are the muscles and bones in our legs and 
feet and toes getting all the nutrients they need, the right nutrients. See the nutrients going out into our arms and hands and fingers. And the little messengers coming back, listen to them. Now, see the nutrients moving around into our internal organs. See the nutrients going to our sex organs and the messages coming back. Messages, the nutrients going to our liver and the messages coming back. Are these messages saying that they're getting everything they need? Or is your liver saying, I need another nutrient or I need less of this what about your kidney your spleen colon see the nutrients feeding your heart listen to the messages the nutrients feeding up into your throat, your head and brain. Listen to the messages of your body, not your thinking mind. Listen to the messages of your body. Do you feel dis-ease? Do you feel a need for a different kind of food or less of something that's overdriving your body? Come aware of your emotions. Take a moment and listen to them. How do the foods that you're eating affect your state of mind? How do they affect your well-being? Do you eat a meal and then feel scattered and kind of fluttering in your head? Or do you eat a meal and feel calm and peaceful? Listen to these messages. Your emotional body and your food body will talk to you. Listen. All right, it's time to go back. Breath in through our nose, and we're going to let it out through our mouth. In. Ah. Another deep breath in. And let it out. One more deep breath. Let it out. Now move around, stretch a little bit. All right. All right. And we're going to have a few minutes to think about what we just experienced and the messages we received from our body. We're going to go ahead and take our break now. We are at the bottom of the hour. We're very close to it. So 
stick around for just a few minutes, and we'll be back, and we'll talk more about those messages and what they mean right after this.
Thank you for listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And now, back to the show. And welcome back, everybody. This is Reverend Terry Power, and you are listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Uh, Thanks for sticking around during the break. Uh, before the break, Robin was uh, talking with us about food and prana and listening to our bodies. So uh, we did a little bit of a meditation. Robin, uh, what what did you want people to take away from that moment that we shared at the end of the last segment? Right, from the meditation, to show you how simple it is, to just sit down and take a few minutes to meditate and listen to your body, listen for that, that voice of the universe, the divine and allow your body a little bit of connection with you. We, we really take so much for granted our bodies and, you know, probably most people don't realize this until they're much older and their bodies won't do the things they won't, expect them to do or want them to do. My mom is 78 and she's living with us right now. And, you know, she, she can't bend over very well anymore and pick things up because she loses her balance. Something just as simple as that, or bend over and tie her shoe or, um, you know, stand at the kitchen sink and wash dishes because standing still like that is a balance issue for her. So until our bodies betray us after a lifetime of, you know, not really listening to them and doing what we wanted, um, we don't really have a deep realization of that. Uh, I'm going to be at the end of this month, I'm going to be 58 and I am starting to see down the road. Some of that, you know, my hands, I wake up on cold winter morning, my hands are stiff. You know, I'm a little arthritic um, because I've been doing yoga for a long time. I'm still pretty flexible. I can still touch my toes and you know, do all the things. Um, I can feel that there would be time in the future where I may not be able to do that because of my hands and uh, if I get stiff. So, I, you know, it's one of those things. The body is giving you warning signs. Got to do, got to do. Um, and so just from, from that simple little meditation, it's just a glimpse into what you can do at home and you can make it longer and you can check in, you know, in a more detailed way with each part of your body and actually just try to give your body a voice. Let your mind know that your body has an equal share in this. Because all too often we go through life every day thinking our mind is everything. And the body, like I said before, the only way the body can communicate with us is to allow disease to happen in the body, to get our attention that something's wrong. Um, so one of the most dramatic effects that the foods that we eat have on us is not even just the physical effects that we talked about earlier. It's also the effects that it has on our mood and our mental state. And the foods we eat directly relate to the current, to, to, to your current state of mind. And think about that for a moment. The foods that we eat have a direct effect on our current state of mind, our current peace of mind. Um, so for example, stimulants, caffeine, um, alcohol, they can affect your mind. You know, they stimulate you, right? So, and we know that. 
Yes. Chocolate's a stimulant also. Chocolate is a stimulant, absolutely. But Aviretta places spicy chili peppers, garlic, onions, and here we go, dark chocolate, to name a few in this stimulating category. So these foods have a direct and stimulating effect on the mind, our thoughts, and our state of peace of mind. So if we find that our minds are constantly racing or that we're having destructive um, negative thoughts um, and that we have too much like stuff going on in our head all the time, it might be a good idea to cut back on or completely cut out eating too many of these stimulating foods, like too much caffeine. You know, we all, we do know, you know, basically that if you have too much caffeine, it can cause insomnia and it has been linked to depression. And in Ayurveda, we believe that too much caffeine can disrupt your digestion. How many people get up in the morning and have a cup of coffee so they can eliminate their bowels? And if they don't have that cup of coffee, they might struggle to do that. And that's because caffeine creates peristalsis, which is like when you're, all your little little contractions of your bowels um, happen to make everything move down and out of your body. And if your body starts to depend on that stimulating, that caffeine, that stimulant, uh, to do that, it's not going to um, it's not going to move that food on, of its own accord. It's going to wait for that stimulant to kick in to do that. So this is how the physical things that we eat are affecting our body, but also our peace of mind. Also, we're eating mostly processed foods. And, you know, let's face it, I live in the United States. And in the United States, most people are eating processed foods every single day. I go to the supermarket and I am shocked to see people's grocery carts with boxes and cans and frozen food and boxes and cans and junk food and boxes and cans and bags and very little fruits and vegetables like fresh food. Um, Also, Ayurveda believes microwave foods, microwaving food that it, it, it does not preserve um, the prana in the food. It, it disrupts that natural flow of prana. Um, canned or frozen foods, or if you tend to eat out in restaurants a lot, you have no control over what you're eating. And these, these foods can leave us feeling lazy, and they can leave us feeling down in the dumps and depressed, frankly. Um, because after all, if you're eating food that's got no freshness to it, it's going to make your body feel bad, and that's going to lead to negative thoughts and making your, your mind feel bad. Um, and especially, you're, not getting any en- you're not getting any energy out of it. I mean, the, 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 the processing mm-hmm. kills all the energy. And that's exactly what we were that's exactly what I was talking about before when I said, you know, it's like the Legos when your body gets food, it takes the nutrients out and everything else flushes through. Well, a lot of those processed foods are very low in nutrients and there's really nothing for the body to take out of them anymore because there's nothing fresh. There's no fresh nutrients right, left. So it just flushes it all out. Everything's been processed out of it. Right. Exactly. Everything's already exactly. been processed out of it. So. Mm-hmm. And, 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 um, you know, it, it returns to the conversation we were having at the beginning about how we uh, used to talk about living closer to our food. 
Mm-hmm. And the closer we are to our food, the healthier it is. But you used mm-hmm. to teach uh, about shopping the outside wall of the grocery store. Yeah, I still teach and leave that, all yeah. The poisons, mm-hmm. And leave all the poisons in the boxes and cans in the middle. But Absolutely. just shop the outside and get the hell mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, in my health coaching um, uh, practice, one of the things I do is I take people to the supermarket and show them how to shop. Um, so because even if I tell people oh, just shop the outside, there's still stuff because supermarkets are getting wise to this. So they'll put like junk food in the middle of the produce. Like, like if you think about our supermarket, you go into the produce area and at the back of the produce area is the bakery and the deli and like all this like fast food that you can get while you're trying to buy vegetables. <laughs> and now actually they just expanded the produce area and you can also buy alcohol in our, in our supermarket for the first time ever since I've been living here in Pennsylvania. So now you can buy wine and beer and wine coolers and that sort of thing right there next to your produce aisle. So the protocol has now become even more dangerous than it used to be. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're making it harder and harder, I'll tell you. Um, but it's, you know, they know that people are, are trying to eat healthier and they know that they need to move their products where they can see, where people will see them more. So it's a good sign that they're trying to do that by putting those things near the produce. Um, but it does, it makes it a little harder. Um, yeah. So. No, I was just agreeing with you. I was oh, just saying, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the 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 evil box people have to put their stuff somewhere. Mhm. So yeah, so think about the nutrition. So if you're eating all these processed foods, you know the the stuff's getting flushed out of your body. But it, the thing is that your body doesn't really know what to do with a lot of these chemicals and these food dyes. These are not normal foods for our bodies to eat. So sometimes our body will, like, it'll gunk up in our liver. It'll store all that junk in your liver and in your, you know, uh, uh, kidneys. And, you know, the liver is like the, the filter of the body, right? So all this stuff gets gunked up in there. And all that stuff then goes into your lymph nodes and starts, it just starts backing up. <laughs> and it, this is how part of how some disease starts. So again, what we're eating goes to our physical body's, you know, health. And once all that toxin stuff, the toxins and things, you know, we're building up in our body, it's going to undoubtedly affect the way your brain processes emotions, the way your brain processes reality. Because remember, your perception of reality is based on what your eyes see and what your emotions feel. And if you've got all this toxins going on in your body, they're not going to see or feel things accurately or clearly. They did an experiment, psychology in college, many years ago. And they did, I remember we did an experiment where, um, you know, your eyes, when you see things, are actually everything's upside down physically. And our brain is in charge of flipping that image. And, and anything it doesn't understand, it will fill in from your previous experiences in your life so that it makes it familiar. So one of the things that my college professor did was he took us all for a drive where he knew there would be a police car hiding and he wanted to know 
who saw the police car and when we saw it. So we all had to, we all had this little clicker thing we had to click in the car as we were driving, like who saw it first, you know? And it, and it was really very interesting because some of us saw it from very far back and some of us didn't see it until we were right on top of it. And it all depended on how aware we were of our external surroundings, how good our vision was, and what our reality and what our perception of reality was and how well our brain went, oh, that's, that's a piece of a cop car there hiding behind that bush and didn't just fill it in with a bush so we didn't see it. And so that's, that's part of how the physical body and our experiences determine what our brain tells us. Um, well, that's also how camouflage works is you break up the line mm-hmm. and then the body doesn't see it. Right, exactly. And so, you know, it's it's actually really, really interesting. I, I love psychology and, and to deal with all of that um, because everything is about our perceptions and what we know and have known in the past. And part of, you know, any sort of uh, change in lifestyle is about overcoming our past perceptions and breaking through into new perceptions, new perceptions of ourself. And that's one of the meditations I want Terry to do for us in the future is perhaps we'll do another quick little meditation about how to break through and find out who it is we want to be in the future. Where do we want to go from here kind of thing? So, um, going back to our topic. (laughs) Let me jump in. That is going to be one of the longer meditations that will be uh, in programs coming up. There is a longer, I'm I'm going to be having a longer, it's going to take us uh, on a journey within, and we're going to look at uh, uh, who we are today and who we are intended to be and what we're road between the two so that is something that is coming up it's going to be on the uh, website probably in a few more months I've got some other things I'm working on in between but that okay. is on, that is in the plan okay cool so uh, when we eat a diet that's full of like fresh local fruits and vegetables nuts and seeds grains beans leafy greens food that's not processed not frozen, not canned, and not cooked in a microwave. Um, And by using whole spices, whole spices, and all natural living ingredients, we're getting a diet that is rich not only in nutrition, but more importantly in prana. And prana is that life-giving energy that is so crucial to our state of mind and well-being. And this is truly the crux of why we need to eat fresh food. And it, again, goes back to that divinity, that divine spark that is in everything, that lives in the cabbage, that lives in the carrot, that lives in us. And when we don't feed our prana in our body, our prana tends to go away or diminish, and we wind up in a state of depression and anxiety and and dis-ease, uh, not only physically, but emotionally. And, and uh, I think, honestly, that if people were eating better, there would, there would not be all this anxiety and depression that's going on. I, I got to tell you, I'm a 58-year-old woman almost, and I would say that three-quarters of, of my friends who are women who are in my age group are taking antidepressants. 
and, and, and I really don't understand it, to be honest. Life can be tough, yeah, but I'm not going to take a, a magic pill that's going to make me feel better so I don't worry about things. What I'm going to worry about is how am I going to feed my body to be the best it can be and let the other stuff take care of itself. So eat well, be well. Uh, and it's that prana. And think well and, fe- think, and, and think, think well and feel well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, even, you know, even you- like those – those great those great organic products that you can go and buy in the supermarket these days are becoming more and more plentiful. You know, even those they're packaged, they're processed, they've been sitting on a shelf for a long time. They have no vital prana left in them either. Um, foods that are alive have an ability to provide a crucial element that we as Westerners and the way we look at nutrition completely overlook. And prana is that life force. Prana is pure divine energy that lives in your food, but it has to be fresh food. Otherwise it's been taken out. What were you going to say, Terry? I'm sorry. I spoke over you. Oh, no, I, I, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Yeah. I, I was just talking about the, um, uh, I, I don't know. I moved on from there. I don't remember. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. So anyway, so so this prana is really kind of common sense if we look at it from in a certain way. So for example, if you were to take any frozen or canned vegetable, let's say uh, a green bean, plant that frozen or canned green bean in the very best soil, and you give it food like plant food and you water it and you care for it and you put it in the sun, you give it lots of love and sunlight, no amount of care or love or plant food can make that dead, desiccated, non-alive bean grow. And on the contrary, if you were to take a fresh green bean and you plant it and you do the same things, you give it food and you give it sunlight and you plant it in good soil guess what? It grows. And it grows because it still has its essence, its prana. And it's that essence, that growing essence. There's still life in it. And I'm sorry, all you vegetarians out there, prana is a form of divine life. So whether you're eating vegetables or whether you're eating animals, they're still, and they, and I don't want to argue about the degrees of life. There's still life in all things, whether it's a tree or a green bean or a chicken or a cow, everything has life. And it's, I'm not saying anybody shouldn't be, should not be a vegetarian. If that's your calling to be one and that's how you feel good when you're eating, please do so. Um, but I'm just just be aware that you know that prana that life is still living in even in even in the lowly green bean. <laughs> um, spices are another great example. Most spices have a prized medicinal value. Um, however, when these spices are ground up, packaged, put on a shelf, and sold, all that prana and all that life giving potential is gone, and there's no way you can get it back after that. Um, you can plant a seed you can plant a seed like if you if you buy whole coriander seeds, for example, you can go outside and plant them and they'll grow. But if you've powdered that seed, 
It won't grow because it's now powdered. There's no life left to it. You it's, crushed all the life out of it. Exactly. Exactly. That's probably where that saying comes from, if I had to guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, seeds in their whole form hold prana, and they can hold prana for a very long time as long as they're still whole. Uh, depending on the type of seed. Other foods that are excellent at holding prana are dried grains, like, you know, um, rice, for example, dried beans, root vegetables, like carrots, and there's a whole list of those kind of foods. Um, and this, you know, we, t- we talk a little bit about this in the West under the guise of the whole food movement. So if you eat the whole fish, it's better than just getting the uh, a fillet from that fish. Because if you eat the whole thing, the whole food is intact and the prana from that food is intact. And once it's been cut up, you know, it's not, the prana is not as, uh, uh, it's not as deep or it's not as, as high a level of prana. So if you cook an entire fish and don't cut it up until they're ready to serve it, supposedly the prana is higher. And that's that whole food, whole food movement. And that's a whole other conversation, though. Um, but a, a good rule of thumb to look for, uh, to looking for life in your food. When we eat fresh, live foods, we can begin to take on those peaceful, wholesome qualities in our mind, and our thoughts can become pure, loving, and full of goodness. Why? Because our food is full of goodness, and our food is more pure than anything that's been processed and adulterated. And you can feel the love that went into that food from Mother Nature, from the person who prepared it with love. So when you eat, do the best you can to eat fresh foods, Try to eat organic, and definitely try to eat non-genetically modified organisms. Don't eat food that is GMO-grown. Um, and I know it's hard, getting harder and harder to delineate these things. Now we have other things that are coming into the market, like um, you know this this cloned beef. I mean, it, I'm never ever ever knowingly going to eat that. <laughs> I don't know who so will. The, the near meat. The near me. The near me, whatever they're calling that. that. Oh, the, oh, the yeah, stuff that the one burger chain is now putting out, that yeah, the, the, what the is it, they're they calling it the impossible yeah, the, meat or something like that? Yeah, the plant-based, plant-based yeah. meat-like products. Right. You know. This sounds really good. However, remember that it's a major corporation, and it's highly processed, and it is full of fat. Do you know that one of those burgers has more fat in it than a beef burger and more sodium than a beef burger? Because, of course, they have to make it taste good, so they add fat, and they, and they add salt. Yeah, and everybody's going around saying, oh, it tastes really good. It tastes really good. Well, because they've added all this stuff to it that, you know, it's processed, so it's not better for you. <laughs> um, as far as this prana goes, Again, if somebody doesn't want to eat meat, they want to try that, you know, because it's vegetarian. That's up to you. That's an indi- everybody's different, right? Stewed chunks is vegetarian too, and it tastes way better than that junk. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so, local foods. Remember to eat local foods when you can, and reduce the amount of processed foods. Frozen, canned, and 
stimulating foods to experience a calm and peaceful state of mind. So try to avoid too much caffeine. You, Terry and I have, have done, we used to be inveterate tea drinkers, and we still do drink tea in the house. But we have gone to, or I, I specifically, because I needed to, I have gone to drinking in the mornings uh, ginger lemon tea that I make at home. I just basically squeeze lemon and grate some fresh ginger into some hot water, and I let it steep, and I add some honey, and it is delicious. And now I'm at the point where if I don't have it in the morning, I feel like I've missed something. Um, and then, you know, we still have maybe some iced tea with lunch. But after that, I usually try to switch back to the ginger tea or I might have some other kind of non-caffeinated tea. I have a red raspberry leaf tea. I have rubus tea. I have all kinds of other teas. Um, but definitely in the morning, a great way to start your day. Gets your, your agni, you know, your digestive juices flowing for the day, that lemon ginger tea. And it's so easy to make and it's not expensive. And that's one of the things I want to talk about. Somewhere along the way, big food companies, corporate America, made us think that prepackaged foods were cheaper and healthy. Now, we've already determined that they're not healthy. And let me tell you something. They are not cheaper in the long run. You can buy a head of lettuce. No, no, it's about convenience. It's about convenience. That's all right. they're trying to sell us. Well, that's true, but it's quick, and convenient. it's quick and easy and lazy, but it's not necessarily uh, better or cheaper. Right. It's just it's um, quicker and easier. Lazy. Yeah. And not to mention the fact that all the packaging is adding to, you know, our world garbage issue with, you know, what do we do with all our waste, all our trash? And every one of those things comes with a plastic dish and more plastic this and another box. And it's just, we're just killing ourselves with all this. Um so there are ways of doing this and keeping it in a budget. Uh, I do it here. I am certainly not rich. <laughs> and we try to make sure that we're very economical with the food that we buy. And I do plan out some meals during the week. Like I, I don't, I used to, but I don't do it anymore where I would sit down all for the whole week and plan it out what I was going to have each night and take into consideration, you know, what time I would be home from work and all that. Now I'm better at looking at the stuff I have in the fridge and just saying, Oh, Oh, I'm going to eat, do this tonight. All right, well, darling, I uh, mm-hmm. hate to tell you this, but we are one minute away from the top of the hour. Aha. So, okay, let me just make one quick quick thing here. I want, just want to finish this, this thought. Um, so, so we've talked about eating the local foods, non-processed foods, don't eat frozen, don't eat canned, limit your stimulating foods. And so you may be asking yourself, what foods should I eat? If I'm so unique, as we talked about everybody being an individual and totally unique from each other, how do you find the foods that are perfect for you to eat? And, of course, in Ayurveda, we say that the universe is taking care of that for you. And if you remember back a few weeks, we, we talked about um, the elements, space, air, fire, water, and earth. Everybody's body and everything in, the, in our world is made up of those elements. 
So if we can determine what elements are predominant in our body and which ones need to be um, in balance, then we can have a really much better idea of how we should eat to improve our medical, physical health, and our mental health. And basically what we're going to do is next show, we're going to go in-depth and, and dive a little deeper into the doshas, which is your elemental makeup of your body. And I think on the website in the interim, Terry's going to try to put up uh, a questionnaire, a quiz for you to take to determine, and, it, and it's free. Yeah, but I don't know if I can get the quiz built in time for the next show. I apologize. I will see what I can do about getting some stuff up there on the website. Uh, I, look for I a have link. faith in you. Yeah, we'll look for a link on our Ujvala uh, Ayurveda and Yoga Center Facebook page. And uh, keep an eye on out there. Uh, like the page when you go there. Tell your friends to like it. That'll help you get notifications from the page. And I will do my best to get some notice there informing you that the uh, that the quiz is ready on the uh, on the website. And you can always go to ujvalaayc.com uh, and check out the website. Uh, there's a, a place where you can sign up to be a friend of Ujvala, and uh, you can see that uh, uh, that link is also on our, our Facebook page. Uh, but, you know, sign up to be a friend of Ujvala, and that will also get you access to uh, some uh, a little more exclusive content that will give you some blogs that, the, that you know, just don't go to the general public, so. Uh, sign up for uh, sign up for that as well when you're there, and I will do my best. But I'm not making any promises. Uh, I will I will do my best to get some kind of quiz up and running uh, before next uh, before the weekend or before the end of the weekend. So Yay. keep checking back. I have we'll have, we'll do, we'll, I'll do what I can. Also, I want to remind everybody that if, if Ayurveda it sounds like something that you'd be really interested in learning more about, you can go to that Facebook page, the uh, Ujvala uh, Ayurvedic Yoga and Yoga Center, uh, and pinned on there are the uh, links to Yoga Veda Institute that Terry and I are attending and if you use one of those links, you can actually go to the Sister Science Program. And the Sister Science Program is like a two-week program that gives you a really solid introduction to all these things we're talking about with Ayurveda. And it's free. So, I mean, why wouldn't you go and do that? It's just awesome to, to be able to read all this stuff and learn. And then, you know, there are also they also have programs for like what I'm doing, Ayurvedic practitioner, an Ayurvedic counselor, a doula. Um, they have all kinds of things. Actually, today they ran a really cool thing where they were doing 50% off all their tuitions. Um, but if you go to any one of those links on our on our um, Facebook page, it will take you to the, the uh, Yoga Veda Institute uh, website. So, you know, it's an easy thing to do is just find it there. Um, and if you use those links. to the top of the Facebook page. Yep, they're yeah, they're pinned to the top of the Facebook page, and if you use those links, then you'll be doing you know pretty much the things that that Terry and I are doing: yoga therapist, um, yoga teacher. It's all right there, and it's all online. 
And uh, I can't tell you enough about how wonderful these people at the school have been to us. And this is truly a heart-centered business. I've been so impressed with their generosity, their support, and how amazing they have made this opportunity. And they want to share with everybody. Uh, So definitely go to that Sister Science link and click it and read the things that are available for free. And you can learn more um, about what we're talking about there. Anything else, Terry? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say uh, you're also talking about uh, you know, if someone wants to learn more about Ayurveda, if someone wants to uh, have a a time to sit and talk with you, uh, mm-hmm. with your uh, certified holistic health coaching and mm-hmm. uh, understanding that you are still in the process of learning the Ayurveda, uh, certainly someone can email uh, us at uh, the email address is info, I-N-F-O, at ujvalaayc.com that's U-J-J-V-A-L-A-A-Y-C.com and if you're interested in learning more about the uh, guided meditations and the spiritual counseling that I do uh, you can email that same address and uh, we'll talk about how uh, breath work uh, we call it pranayama uh, how movement and yoga asanas, along with meditation, guided meditation, and uh, coupling that with the uh, nutritional aspects of what Robin's teaching, um, you know, I can help you with those things. Robin can help you with the nutrition stuff and some about the asanas. And we uh, work together to help people be the best people they can be. So uh, if you're interested in what we can do, uh, working with you and how we can help you, uh, certainly in, uh, email us, info at com. So uh, with that, I want to thank all of our uh, East Coast listeners who are staying up late uh, past your bedtime because Ayurveda teaches us that we're supposed to be asleep by 10 o'clock. And some people are staying up late only on Tuesday night just to listen to us. Uh, Otherwise, you're supposed to be in bed and asleep by now. Uh, Thank you all for uh, staying with us. Thanks to all of our listeners around the world. Uh, We love you guys. We hope you have a week filled with love and with wonder. Good night and blessed be. Good night. for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.